The following program is a Podcast One.com production. And here it is. 1-800. Oh, no. no. Wrong show. Hey, everybody. That music, we go into Pavlovian. Fuck! What? Well, I wrote down all my shit on the phone. Lost it. No, it's just, it's going to die. I have 1%. Anderson, how's the hand today? We heard. Little eye thing. She's good. Do we know it turned out to be yet? Here we go. Yeah, I asked her how she was doing. I sent her a text because I guess I'm the only person who actually cares about her on the program here. And, uh,. She was very, very pleased that somebody actually reached out to her. She's like, oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Yeah. She said she was dilated. Oh, they were just testing her there? And, uh, yeah, it's what you said it was, which is her eye is falling apart. Yeah, re- retinal detachment. So is she co- it's not coming in tonight then? No, no, I told her that she has to. Okay, I'm going to text her now while we're talking here. What are you going to tell her to do? Just hope she's okay. Yeah, she'll like that. Uh, we're talking about the executive producer of Loveline. And yeah. her, she said that her eye gel is loose. Yeah, that's it. What the hell's an eye gel? Your your the or the ball of your eye, the the orbit is filled with a jelly, a gel. Oh, the jelly and part is loose. It, well, it 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 can uh, it kind of pull the retina away. And the is it from looking at your phone too much? Because I would think your eyes would be falling out of your head if that was the yeah, case. Yeah, they've three or four times they have. Oh, yeah, your yeah. yours have done that? No, oh. <laughs> you guys. No, it's nothing well, to do with no, looking. At the it. reason we, I think Anderson and I both kind of bought into that is because last night you were telling Ann that it actually just is something that comes with age commonly. Yeah. So, and by the way, my you notice what else I asked her? I said, "Are you myopic? You know, do you have nearsightedness?" Because that's see, I've really never heard it. that term outside of like uh, like social and political views. Like you say, someone's myopic if they have a, like tunnel vision. Make sure I'm using it right. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't, know, you can't see things. I didn't certain. know that that was an actual medical term. Too. Yeah, yeah. Myopia. Uh, all right, Anderson. I'm going to need you to. Uh, we're going to we're going to switch things up here on the Mike and Doctor Drew podcast. Yeah, Doctor Drew. Let's let's go right into Mike says fuck you. Okay. In the beginning, because I've been storing some up, and this is more. This is more not Mike says fuck you. This is this is like I don't want to steal from Bill Maher because he has new rules. This is the way it's going to be from here on out. I'm mean? saying it. What do you mean for, at the beginning? What do you mean? Right now, you, you've been saying I'm saying along. fuck you to these people, and I'm saying he's you a have loner to and a social right, miscreant, but he's got one heck of a party smile. Now, Mike Catherwood says f you. It's true, I do say f you to you, people. Let me start off with this: Ooh. you can't, you cannot. This is not open for debate anymore. Mm. You cannot say no offense in front of a comment. And then say something fucking horribly offensive, oh, and then it's okay. If you're an 18-year-old girl, that's your standard practice. Yeah. No uh, offense, but no, I heard a guy today. I was at Entertainment Tonight. I yeah. went back in to do, uh, to do wrap-ups. At the, yeah. And this guy, I overheard. I, not, he, I don't even know who he works for at the CBS Radford. But he said, no offense, but your legs are fat. To, to you? a woman. Whoa. No offense, but, but no, that's your somebody legs with, look that's somebody super with, fat. That's somebody with like a problem. Yeah. I mean, like he, like he's like somebody who's advising her how to wear certain things. Like, hey, I got to be blunt now. This makes your legs look fat, kind of thing. No offense, but I got to tell you this because my job. Or he just has some sort of social problem Listen that he doesn't understand, and just things come out of his mouth. Listen that to me. You can do that. You pull a girl aside and you say, "I'm saying this. I I don't want to be mean. I'm yeah. saying this to help you, but I feel like with your build, what was maybe the, guy? the What was the, what was he doing there? Uh, I don't know. I don't know this person at all. Wow. I was just like. And it tipped me off to, like, I hear it a lot. I hear a lot of, like, morning radio guys do it. And I'm not making fun. I'm not poking fun at Kevin and Bean. I mean, like, guys around the, like, the, the shock jock guy. It's, that's his thing is like, hey, no offense, bud. You're a fat bitch. 
Like, no offense, but you're disgusting. It's like, no, no, you can't. Like, just if you're going to be an asshole, just go for it. Yeah. Don't. Well, no offense. The preface of no offense doesn't no, change well, anything. It, and what's strange about no offense is like it's actually a announcement that you're going to you're say offend. you're going to say something offensive. Yeah. Yes. Hey, Drew, I remember you bitching about your kids doing this all the time. Yes, back in the day. I know. I'm saying that's why I said it's a 17, 18 year old. That's sort of standard fare. Hey, big question though: Were her legs fat? I didn't, you know what I don't even I didn't even recognize it. That's a good I mean a valid question. I mean she might have been like spindly. Maybe he was just trying to be funny. But yeah, like it's like calling the big Samoan guy tiny. Yeah, it, yeah. No, this was this was a guy and his delivery wasn't like their best friends and that was his way of ha, digging ha, at her. Yeah. It was fucked up. You know, and I, uh uh so anyway, that's the way you cannot just say no offense expecting it to change right, anything. Fuck you to that. Yeah. And that's a, that's done. Yeah. And if you do that, I can kill you. Yeah. Those are my new rules. Fuck you. Uh We've already gone over. You can't tweet or text someone LOL and not have it be funny. That's insane because people's it's so subjective what's funny or not. But if you're going to tweet me LOL, at least have it make I have to know what the fuck you're talking about. I mean the joke has to make sense. Well, yeah, I'll get tweets like pretty shitty, bro. LOL. Yeah. Ow! Yeah. You have to you or or that's crazy, LOL. Just like I have to know what the fuck you're talking about. You can't just throw LOL around. I agree with that completely. Yeah. And people do that. It, it's a little bit in the same category as no offense. Because it's a little bit like, hey, may, I may be something saying something shitty, but ha ha ha, aren't I funny? Yeah. A little bit of no and offense. Even, look, even if you are saying something shitty, if it is funny, then I'll accept LOL. Yeah. But I... I have to have some fucking clue what you're talking about. I get emails like that. I get texts and Facebook messages. But your point direct, is it, it needs this to be little funny. girl wrote me a novel on Facebook, on like a message. I had no fucking clue what she was talking about. I mean, absolutely none. <sighs> you must join me on this venture. Are you scared? LOL. And I'm like, venture? What? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> Here's another thing. Here's the next one. If you solicit for or answer to anything on Craigslist adult sites. Yeah. You can't be upset or surprised when you're dead. I, I'd say your one, family and all that. You've 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 completely cut off your right to fucking be shocked if you answer to just happy to pee on your face in in Schenectady. <laughs> come meet me. I'll sniff your butthole. I, nothing turns me on more than to jerk off on your asshole. If you answer to that or you're putting it out when you end up in a fucking bathtub with your guts ripped out, no one can be shocked and no one should be able to feel sorry for you. Okay? That's the devil's playground. I heard Howard Stern talking about, like, just some random, like, he'll just randomly choose some, uh, not on him, actually. It was, like, some of his staff will randomly choose some funny shit from Craigslist. Yeah. If you're that guy, so I went, I felt inspired by how funny some of this shit was. Yeah. So I go on Craigslist. I've never been on Craigslist. Yeah. I go on there and you go like start searching for adult shit. Yeah. Some of the stuff people are soliciting for, uh, grown man, Anglo, 53, looking to sniff your panties. Bring over your panties. I don't have to see you nude, anything. You can take them off in front of me and go in the other room and just let me smell them. If you're a woman and you go there, even if he promises you 50 bucks or something, when you're fucking uh, butchered, yeah. it's not anybody else's fault. And, uh, I mean, granted, I feel sorry if something happens to you because just out of a human uh, compassion. Yeah. But, like, 
So that's the way it goes. Can, can I get a little off? Fuck you. I have two things that occur to me off of this. What you're Go saying. Go ahead. One is, did you hear? Uh, really, Fred making fun of Hansy today. On the- You're a dickhead. <laughs> it was the funniest thing ever. That that has no, not even to tangentially involved. Uh, what I wanted to talk about. Okay. Well, you mentioned Stern, and I was just wondering if you. We'll I go back to Hansy. No. But the thing I wanted to talk about yeah. that is is involved in terms of murdering and cho- chopping up. There's a new book out now, uh-huh. uh, written by the guy that wrote, uh, I think, Up in Smoke, or uh, what was the film with? Uh, but the airline pilot, or you, the guy who's pretending to be an airline pilot, up in the air, no, something, something oh, like that. Oh, oh, catch me if you can. Air. I think it was up in the air. He wrote, and um, something like that. Okay, and uh, he became a friend with this guy in New York City who claimed to be a Rockefeller. I did you hear that interview? Listen, that guy that claimed to be a Rockefeller yes. ended up spending a lot of his life in San Marino. Where he chopped somebody up and Fuck buried the, in the backyard. Yeah. For those of you listening around the country, San Marino, California is the small, very kind of like guarded community I grew up in. So anyway, go and ahead. I believe I received a call about this guy. He was claiming to be some British aristocrat then named Chichester. <laughs> Do you remember this? No. And, and I, he was living above somebody. I just saw like a 48 hours or a dateline. Yeah, well, that's I mean, the only has got all these huge mansions in it. A lot of the mansions have sort of homes almost above their garages. And yeah, he was yeah, living yeah. in one of those things. Sweet. And... Uh, I got a call once at Las Encinas from this woman freaking out uh, to try to help. She had a rock friend who was a Rockefeller, and he's so special. And you can't understand the special stressors he has and the things he has to put up with. And this woman sounded so nutty, but she was, like, going on about the special person, special, special, special. I thought, I got to get out of here. Something is dreadfully wrong with this. I think it was that guy. Because when you hear the story, yeah. she started pouring down on people and why they didn't – Call the BS because so extraordinary because he seemed at least on this documentary show I I believe it was forty eight hours I don't want to misquote or give uh, credit to someone who doesn't yeah. but it was either it was either forty eight hours or Dateline it Dateline. was one of the two okay. and I'm pretty sure it's forty eight hours okay. um, but they did a, a kind of a, a, a episode about this guy and um, they interviewed people along all the course of his life through New York Manhattan to San Marino to all these different places where yeah. he swindled people and because. He'd done enough research that his backstory seemed believable, and he was fucking charismatic. He was that guy. He could – and you're a professional in kind of seeing people's bullshit, especially yeah. addicts. I mean yeah, addicts yeah. are BS, you know, maniacs. Um, but he he was that guy. He, he had really was gifted in, in, in getting people to and And this guy, the, the author, was being interviewed on uh, NPR or something, and he was saying that the thing that – I, she asked, you know, why didn't you, like, ask questions about these mm-hmm. things? And he said, you know, these he'd spin you with these things. He like he said one day he goes, he, they were having dinner in a fancy place as always. I don't know where he got his money from to do that kind of stuff, though. Did I you? think from old ladies that he would. Swindle. Yeah. Interesting. And he would like, pretend to love them and stuff. Right. What and a he, scumbag. Scumbag. Yeah. And he said, um, they were having dinner on top of a skyscraper, looking down to Rockefeller Center. And he goes, let's take a private tour of Rockefeller Center. It's like 10 o'clock at night. And he goes. He goes, I have the key. And this guy goes, there's a key to Rock. There's a key? He goes, oh, yeah, the Rockefellers all have a special key. And he, and he was like – and he didn't – then he went on to another lie that was equally as sensational. So the guy never had a chance to process. Yeah. He said he, said he kept throwing weird shit at him. He, he was going to keep him off balance. Well, I almost think that the the special key to Rockefeller Center – it's awesome. And for those – I mean, like, that may just sound like idle chit-chat to someone who's listening that has never walked down Park Avenue or something. Yeah. If you stand at Rockefeller Center, the idea that there would be a key right, right. doesn't even make sense. It's just yeah. fucking so far fetched. Yeah. Is like it's almost like the guy. Listen, there's some lies or some stories that are like the ten foot wave when you're surfing. Yeah, which is like okay, 
That's kind of sketchy. Yeah. I don't, I'm not down with that. I'm not a very good swimmer. I, I'm I'm scared right now. Then there's the lies that are a a 140 foot tsunami wave. Yeah. Where it's like it's so big your brain doesn't even process. Yes. You're I like think, you're like I don't even know where I am anymore. Yeah. It, it, I think that's it. It had them sort of off balance with yeah. this stuff. Anyway, uh, you were talking about murdering, yeah. and that's so, what got me listen, to that. If you answer to or place one of those Craigslist ads, yeah. that's you're macabre. You're going to end up with Mr. Chichester. And, and if you end up with that guy yeah. or gal, yeah. like, don't expect sympathy. Like, you've already resigned your human, your normal human card. Yeah. You know so, what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you're chopped up and dead, don't expect sympathy from Mike. <laughs> Not even sympathy from Mike, but like you shouldn't expect sympathy. Period. Like I'm saying, you've kind of exited the normal social circles yeah. already. Yeah, yeah. And and you're you know that going in. Well, I yeah. think when you but go what to about Craig, grinder like, and all these other things, in the same thing. Listen, a young guy or young gal wanting to get some pussy or get, get some dick, you're you're it's dangerous, mm-hmm. but it's a lot different than going to Craigslist and soliciting for or looking to the guy who's like just want to light your farts on fire. We'll give you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the extreme yeah, yeah. shit. And it's like, if you know that the guy's posting that, or if you're in the market for that, you've already gone to a place where you're pretty aware, in my opinion, you should be pretty aware that you've gone to, you've gone to fucking danger zone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's amazing to me that anybody does it. When, when women get interviewed, women who are former uh, prostitutes. Uh, especially not high-end escorts. I mean, like, streetwalkers. When they get interviewed after they've turned their life around, they always, they, they never go, like, I was totally blind to what I was doing. Right. Every day they're like, fuck, this could be my last night. Well, but, you know? But they're also, you know, they're desperate. And they're, and they're, they're hurt. Yeah. And they're hurt people. Yeah. But my point is, is that they go into it with their eyes open. They're like, but this I'm is saying, fucking why, dangerous. Right. Why are people on Craigslist without that desperation stuff? Exactly. If you're yeah. If you're willingly doing it, then it, there, there's two things at play here. You're willingly doing it knowing that it's you're in the danger zone, or you're willingly doing it blind to that, and then there's an even bigger problem. Then you're fucking insane. Yeah. Then you're really fucking a lunatic. Yeah. Because if you're just paying money to sniff a girl's panties, you're probably been damaged in some way. You yeah. might be mentally ill, yeah. and you need help. I'm yeah. not judging. You yeah. know, like, people do fucked up shit when yeah. fucked up shit happens to them. If you're do sniffing someone's panties and you think you're normal, huh. you're fucking uh, off the charts. Well, but part of mental illness is you don't like, like, like Adam Lanza thought he was normal. Yeah, you know what I mean. Did you not like my uh, my little joke to you guys on Twitter? Oh, I didn't see it. You, Doctor Drew at Doctor Drew HLN yeah. tweeted, "What questions would you like to?" Yeah, ask. I didn't see it. And I said, "How about hold me closer, Mister Lanza." Oh. Hold me closer, Mister Lanza. I, I more than once wished you were on the show tonight. I wish I could be. I was on entertainment tonight. Yeah, tonight yeah. So. Well, you're doing bigger and more important things. Uh, but I'll tell you what's more important than that. What? Hold on, I got one more. No, clicking through on the Amazon banner. Drew. At Podcast One to support this show to make sure we're able to keep doing this because they got to pay for the bandwidth. They got to pay for salaries. They got to keep people employed. And so please support the show by salaries. clicking through it. Yeah, whatever. They keep, keep people slightly employed. Yeah, like uh, Anderson gets paid. That's it's funny. Amazon banner at the uh, Podcast One website. Um, I have one more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, seriously, Amazon, they make this, they pretty much make it happen. So please support us. Uh, one more, fuck you. Yeah. If you're a reporter, an entertainment reporter especially, and just coming off the heels of being uh, over there with my friends at Insider and Entertainment Tonight, I feel comfortable saying this. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck your asshole hard with a serrated knife. I picked up one of these magazines, I'm 
I don't want to say which one because I'm not sure which one it was, and I don't want to fuck you to someone that didn't do anything. Mm. But they printed Philip Seymour Hoffman's diaries. Wow. How on earth, if he was alive, never in a million years would anybody consider printing his personal writings and memoir? Never, right? Never! You would think his family. Somehow, in death. And uh, you know what that means? That means some cop sold that shit. Because who else got into his stuff? Family. Yeah. So either your it's his like shitty sister or Somebody his brother-in-law yeah. with an axe grind, or some cop who who wanted what, to make was some dough. Was there something incriminating in the, in them? No, but uh, just personal. I, I just yeah, but still just you know what I'm saying. Ugh. Like it just I didn't read it, but it just seemed it didn't seem like there was a like oh, and I've been living a secret gay life for 20 years. It was just it was just stuff like man, he wrote that to to purge his own soul, yeah, and yeah. it was for him, yeah. and that's fucked up, man. Wow, you know what I'm saying? Like you got, there's got to be some fucking line. But but here, but here's the thing that bothers me is we need to not buy that paper, sure, or magazine, whatever sure. it is. I and mean, that's the important thing. It's really ultimately it's us. I can get up ultimately. on my soapbox because I don't buy that shit. I don't. I really don't. And I like. God, it really is. Us. I would have. I would have a lot bigger, uh, like hypocritical kind of aspect to what yeah. I'm saying yeah. if like. I agree to do these spots on like entertainment tonight and these because is it cheesy entertainment reporting with no substance? Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. But they do hold themselves to a much higher standard. They're not putting pictures of celebrities' kids. They're not waiting out in front of hotels trying to snap the the crazy shots and exploiting people for all their lives. Ireland Baldwin works for them for Christ's sake. So I mean, they're not the people that are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, although the New York Times this weekend, I think it was in the New York Times Magazine. I remember reading an article about. Uh, the way social media and uh, entertainment press is kind of holding celebrities' behavior accountable. Because you said there's a lot of good to that. Yeah, because back in the day, it was people would do horrible things and then somebody <clears> gets paid <throat> off, there'd be a wink, and that'd be the end of that. Listen to me. There was no limits on this. I agree garbage. completely, Dr. Drew, that a lot of this access that we get as consumers to yeah. people's private yeah. lives, politicians, yeah. rock stars, yeah. celebrities, oh, well, it definitely keeps them on the up and up more yeah. and more because, dude, a lot of people that are considered American heroes oh, yeah. beat their wives yeah. and drank and fucked around on their wives and did yep. all that stuff, and yep. they got away with it because yep. no one was reporting on it. Because yep. like you said, it, back in the day, and this is this is well documented, back in the day, you get a DUI. You crash your car, you give the cops 150 bucks or yeah. whatever it was, they tow it and drive you home, and yeah. no one ever hears about it. Speaking of uh, uh, celebrity reporting, you watch that, the own thing, Lindsay Lohan? That's the next thing I want to get into, Dr. Let's Drew. Great transition. Let's go. Uh, how do you feel about it? Um, it's, you know, it's too early. You know, she shouldn't be. There's no, kind no, of, no, no, I have no, mixed no. feelings about it. We Listen, we both agree she shouldn't be doing it. She shouldn't, shouldn't do anything. But How do you but, feel about own making it? They don't know any better. They, right. You know, she, they, she just wants, you know, this happens all the time when celebrities in recovery work too soon. Now, this may, it may serve a function for her. It may straighten her out a little bit. It's possible. She's, nah, she's, she's fucked. She's clearly fucked. And maybe looking at it on TV is going to go, oh, oh, maybe I need to like, maybe I should listen or I need to go to more meetings or something to motivate her to, you know, get, get some serenity. No? I want, I want, because, I want... Because, f- 15 minutes alone with her. Because any... Fine. That's all I, I want. Because anybody that would say, I'm a good reality show, is not in early recovery. No. Because early recovery is very boring. I don't think she said that. I think she said, I'm broke, I need a million bucks. Yeah. And Oprah Winfrey gave her a million they bucks. They paid her a million dollars for that? Yeah. Oh, my God. I think, I think more. Oh, my yeah. God. That's crazy. I can find the exact... 
That's the bottom line. Is yeah. that I don't I don't think I don't blame Lindsay Lohan and I don't blame Oprah personally because I think they know not what they do. They know not. Yeah, they know not. Uh, but I just think that the whole thing's a fucking disaster. That's yeah. all. Oh yeah. But but I but I wonder it, it is because but mostly because she's going doing shit too early. Yeah. And and she'll continue to do shit. I suspect because of this. But I I I thought here's the big service it does provide. I thought Lindsay Lohan was much better in recovery than she actually is and i didn't know that until i got to see this show but you also see her personality problems right yeah yeah, yeah. some of but, that's not but, just addiction but a lot, but, but of, a people, lot of it a lot of people myself included dr yeah. drew who are uh, addicts yeah. are dual diagnosis yeah, yeah. and deal with underlying mental issues yeah yeah and i and i can very easily separate the fact that Lindsay lohan has some personality issues yes but she's also fucking way drinking and way using and way lying the, 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 uh, yes and yes yeah and the were let's let's say she weren't using at yeah. all. I think she's probably using sporadically, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the personality stuff would get settled down nicely, sure. If she were actually doing the program, I mean, it wouldn't all go away, but it would be much less. It than helps. We're seeing. Listen, and I'm not, I'm not one of these guys that's going to try to influence people how to live their lives. I'm really not. Just yeah. because I've cleaned up and I've done this and that, I if you want to turn to me for help, I'm more than happy. What would you to tell her in those 15 minutes? Uh, I would tell her. I would actually. I would get pretty fucking strict with her. Would like, you start? Listen, would you start with listen? I would you start sort of kind and then go? Yeah, I see the bullshit you're doing. Yeah, what like, the fuck are you up to? There's the, there's Lindsay Lohan when their cameras are on and you're talking to yeah. other people. Let's just for a moment throw that aside because I under I know without question when you're bullshitting, and you have no need to lie to me because I was really bad and I feel bad for you yeah. because. If I had your money and and resources when I was using, thing. I'd be fucking insane. Yeah, I would have murdered people yeah, and yeah. probably cut their heads off yeah. and fucked it. Yeah. So <laughs> you don't tell, don't feel like you have some need to I'm hide. I'm sorry, that's true. It's true. It's what happened. If I had when Lindsay Lohan was like twenty, yeah. she was way balling. Yeah. Like way balling. Would've, she would have one of the ones way whose heads you cut off. She could walk into any club she wanted. Yeah, she yeah. could go and people at w, William Morris and these places not only like let her in the door, were yeah. kissing her ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I had that and I was using when I was nineteen, oh, yeah. I'd be fucking people left and right. I'd be ordering hookers and murdering them. <laughs> and and then calling my agent and being like, Oh, uh I you know, I just you know, just cashed that check for you for Mean Girls, that, that twenty million dollar check. Yeah. I, I killed a couple hookers in Hell's Kitchen. Can you figure out a way for me to fucking bury him? Uh, after I fuck their head? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, by the way, my DNA is in their skull because I decapitated them and fucked their face. The the uh, Did you see the Justin Bieber uh, deposition? Oh, you must see this. You didn't yeah. see it? I, did, I, I, just saw, I just saw the write-ups about how he's- It uh, was really stunning. It was really he's remarkable. He's a little- He's lost it. Oh No, it was it was remarkable. Even I was sort of stunned by it. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm used to bad behavior, and it was uh, It was remarkable. It, it was, well, here's the thing. You can't even believe he, I'm not, uh, he, well, he really like you can't believe he get walks through society. I don't walk, think he, he does. That's my point. Yeah. This is the problem with Justin Bieber, and I don't know if we've ever seen anything. Somebody like said it. it was like the King King Edgar or something. Yeah, it's and, like Caligula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, this is what, and it's a, probably Caligula is a better analogy because yeah. Caligula was so young when he achieved yeah. his his great status. Right, but. The reason I'm not clowning just or uh, even angry at him, I don't want to insult, is that he, it's not his fault. He's never had a chance to exist in reality. So he doesn't even understand. Like when I'm watching this deposition, I'm even looking at like just pictures of it and yeah. stuff, and he's being defiant yeah. and indignant. He, he, he doesn't contempt, know. Defiance and contempt. He doesn't Constant. know. He doesn't. He, no, he don't know. He loved not to know. Honey Boo Boo was more. Right. 
engaging. But Honey Boo Boo, as as kind of insulting to the South and dumb as she is, and her family's dumb, and I'm not being mean. They're they're they've been proven. They're to not be sophisticated and ignorant. Not there's. I, I don't mind if someone's okay. not sophisticated. Right. Not everybody grew up right. lucky enough to be cultured. Yeah, they're they're ignorant. I mean, right. they they've got low IQ. But they're, they at least care for each other and have, like, a nice family where mm-hmm. where if Honey Boo Boo was me, was legitimately insulting or mean or hurt someone's feelings, I should be called out. I think her mom would yeah. be like, hey, come on. Yeah. You're, you're a human being. You, you have feelings. Justin Bieber was practically half a billionaire by the time he was a teenager, yeah. uh, like, a, like a mid-teenager. I was worried about, like, if a girl in high school really liked me and <laughs> yeah, you're right. will I be able to afford a car by the time I graduate high school? And I grew up very uh, privileged. I think he's going to end up in jail or something because he's yeah. so entitled. He's insane. Yeah. I mean, and and again, I'm not saying this as an insult to Justin Bieber. Yeah. I'm saying this as a guy who is truly concerned by the fact that a kid, by the by the way that this weird world we live in now, but with the Internet, how, the, how it changed everything and how people become so weirdly rich— and so weirdly famous, well, let me, let me, and disproportionate to the rest of everyone else. Yeah, and, and let me, yeah, and let me also say that um, it is kind of Roman times. That yeah, way. That's weird. yeah, because you know, and I, I'll let you go in here. But even in like the 1980s and 90s, people in the entertainment industry made ridiculous amounts of money, of course. But everyone pretty much uniformly made a lot of money, and then there was another gradient yeah. right below. And the, now it's like. There's Justin Bieber, Lady Gaga, and Katy Perry, and then there's just like the rest of the world, right? Forty and, steps below them, and, and you know. I, I was talking to somebody who works in addiction. He said it's starting to manifest there as people they're getting picked up early, so they don't have a lot of sure. yeah, and the, and the and they have resources, they have money to get treatment, so they're not on their ass and they're not desperate, and then they go into sort of a limbo where they like live in treatment centers and so but the real nice ones. And sober livings and things, and never really want to get a job because, well, I'm never going to be able to live as nice as this, really. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, I, so how, it's like people need to learn how to live again. It is strange, and and I I, I think I only blame social networks and stuff. And I don't want to shit on social networks because there's a lot of good to them. But I do think that the 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 lack of connection, human connection, that a lot of young kids have now, and then and they, they only they're they're essentially you know voyeurs for how to live. I, I'm 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 heading back towards a political conversation here again. Okay, well we, let's go there, but we got to take a real quick break. All right. Okay, uh, so to, please don't move. We're about to get into some actual interesting stuff yeah. here on the Mike and Dr. Drew show. It's Adam Carolla here. I'm leading the fight against patent trolls who are threatening this medium. It's not about me. It's about the podcast you're listening to right now. Visit fundanything.com forward slash patent troll for more information on how you can keep podcasting alive. Thank you and mahalo. This is an important announcement for anyone with a student loan who is having trouble making their monthly payments. If that's you, pay attention, because there's a special toll-free hotline that has been set up especially for you. So grab a pen and take this number down, or put it in your cell phone, 1-800-652-3707. That's 1-800-652-3707. When you call the National Student Loan Relief Hotline, you will get free information. That's free information to help you relieve the overwhelming financial burden of an ongoing endless student loan. If you are behind, late on payments, or even in default of your student loan, the National Student Loan Relief Hotline can help you. You may also be able to cut your payments in half right away. The National Student Loan Relief Hotline can also stop the harassing phone calls, wage garnishments, and even remove tax liens. The National Student Loan Relief Partner Companies have helped thousands of people just like you fix their student loan problem. Call 1-800-652-3707 for free information today. That's 1-800-652-3707. 
All right, welcome back to the Mike and Dr. Drew show. Drew was about to go I, into I'm some I'm just becoming stuff. such a, a damn libertarian that I'm, I'm thinking the only way out of this is sort of entrepreneurship. It's almost like the equivalent of the gentleman farmer, you know, that, that uh, early founding fathers had. And yeah. by the way, I understand the connection between that and slavery, and it's awful. But the fact is the, the American dream was everyone takes care of themselves. They have their own little island. They produce their own food. They sure. But we need to sort of encourage that again from a business standpoint. Get the fuck out of everyone's business. Yeah. Because if everyone's being pushed down as opposed to brought up well, by the way everything is right that's, now. That is, you know, earlier you were saying there's no one else to blame but ourselves for consuming this. That is one thing that I, I do think that's kind of a lot of that is our fault in that. The people that aren't in this point oh 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 one percent or these you know these Justin Bieber types. Well, fuck that. We need to get well, back no, hold to being, on. Being, but, being, have a little have a butcher have have a sandwich shop. Have I a, agree. Have Drew. your own thing. But a that lot you do. of that a lot of that is perpetuated by by all forms of media, including I understand that including I, your, I, I, including I, your television show, I, I including our radio but show. The, but the reason that that becomes I think so entrenched is that what else are you going to do? They don't. People don't get the opportunity to build something of their own. Right. They need. We need to create this thing. Or and then and then. By the way, with your little excess cash that you make from your sandwich shop, you go because you value what you did so much. You go to your neighbor and you supplement their cleaners, and you you go to do your business there, right. and you and then you hire hire the, somebody across the street. You go go to that car wash Look. because you support each other as a community. We build one another's businesses. We have to think of it again. Yeah. The way Tom, Thomas Jefferson thought about it, he thought it was a farm. I see it as little businesses. Sure, and you're exactly and, right. And get the fuck the out of our, our bullshit. Get out of our listen. Sh- get the government. Get the problem. fuck out of our hair. The biggest. That's the problem. biggest problem. That's the biggest problem. Government is up our ass with everything, and they become they're nannies, well, the government, they're providing. The government, but they're there squashing everything. The government, creativity, freedom, liberty, the ability to make a business to yep. save a nut. Gone, gone, gone. But the government, I think, oh. is is not a, not entirely to blame down the road because I think they are even now beholden to these massive conglomerate corporations in a sense that That's listen easy to fix. listen listen what I'm saying if they're is, not so damn big and so bureaucratic they wouldn't need but wouldn't my point be being way. is that you touched on something that is the real when you get down to when you filter it all aside if you if you touch get it to just the the, the, the main core point is that we nowadays and not just America the world by and large has become a place that doesn't make shit. We just make money off of other people's money. You know what I'm saying? Whether it be, inve- you know, for by and large, it used to be that you had a product or a service that you provided well, we and have you stood behind services. that. We have lots of services we create, that's for sure. And we create products. We do. But do you remember? But not the same. You not know, the same. Look, we, we, we you have and hege- I, you and I we support were... you and I support artisan products and handmade goods and all that no, because know. we're capable. But by and large. The majority of Americans can't go anywhere but to Walmarts and places like that and afford what they can barely scrape together to afford. And 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 it's bullshit. It's bullshit because it used to be like you were saying, man, if you were a butcher, you were a butcher. And yeah. you knew the people you, and you yeah. carved your own meat and you met it from yeah. a local farm. And, yeah. and nowadays it's corporation it's giving money to another corporation to make corporation stuff to give out to the people in mass. <sighs> Do you remember Don Draper? Yes. Early on in in Mad Men, yeah. he had a vision where he he his father came to visit him. Yeah. And Don had just got off work and he was in his nice suit. And Don Draper's for people who don't watch Mad Men, his father was a hardworking, uh, a farmer. Horrible guy. Yeah, but a terrible guy. But he was a farmer. I mean, yeah. and a war veteran. So he sat. Um, he was sitting in the corner during the stream, right? And he said, and he and he said, Don, he's like, I'm so t-, because Don at this point had become in 1964. 
what would be considered a millionaire yeah. in, in today's, and he was very successful financially. Yeah. But he had made his money in Madison Avenue peddling ads. Mm-hmm. And uh, Don's dad, he said, "Look at me." He's like, "I'm so disappointed in you." And he's like, "But daddy, look at what I've become." And he's like, "Yeah, look at what you become. Look at your hands. They're soft like a woman. You don't do shit. Mm-hmm. You pr- you you press a pencil." And he's like, "You don't make it anything. You don't get your hands dirty." And there was that was a pretty profound moment when I thought yeah. about that. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like you don't people don't. And I'm not saying necessarily everybody has to do manual labor. But but I I I've thought a little bit about that. Yeah. And and I do think intellectual property, cr- things we create it, it, that have utility of all types. I think that has real value. I mean, really. Sure it does. And so so I sure I would disagree with that. Sure it does until Google and Facebook buy that up and then use it for whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like People at MIT and Harvard uh, science, you know, you know this very well. You're a scientist. People that graduate of the sciences from places like Harvard and Princeton, Yale, and all the the great schools around the country, Berkeley and Stanford, and MIT and Caltech in particular. It used to be you graduated from MIT, Caltech. the The prime job was NASA, JPL, places like the uh, these huge uh, these huge think tanks that you made these amazing things. Now, Lehman Brothers. Uh, they, and, and, and I'm not talking out of my ass. I know personally people that graduated from MIT and Caltech, and they say, listen, everything on my, on my plate is uh, Goldman Sachs, and they want me to come in and break logarithms so no, that they understand. can make more money listen, for more money. my son's a math major, so he's facing that kind of stuff too. Yeah. And what I'm finding as I hear he and his friends speak is that they're not interested in just crunching numbers for finance, even though they know they make a lot more money there. They are interested in doing something. They are. Much Good, more. yeah, but, but but okay. They may be interested in it, and I believe that. I know your sons; they're good kids, and they have a great head on their shoulders, and they have good dreams and visions. And by for the what way, they want if to you do. went for finance for a while, I wouldn't mind. But <laughs> but you know, your yeah, life gets consumed by that. Yeah. You're 22, and you're you're given okay. Come work with me at my think tank in Brooklyn, and we can maybe make something that'll change the world. Go to Goldman Sachs, and right out of the gate at 22 years old, you get a million bucks. But you're working. A hundred hours a week. Yeah, crazy hours. And you're doing nothing. Yep. You're, I mean, your life exists for us. Yeah, yeah. But uh, then again, I mean, for a few years, <laughs> then you can do what you want. Can you? Can yeah. you? I mean, uh, or you know, they get addicted to it. And they, they, right. can, yeah. But you, you could. You, you know, know, I don't know if you get addicted to it necessarily. I talked to as a you, kid that, as you get, you get, you lose a sight of who you are. I talked to a kid that did that uh, for like ten years, yeah. and then he became a producer on Broadway. Good for him, man. Yeah, and he all the while knew that was my goal. I'm going to make a certain amount of capital so I can go do this, and then I went and did it. You know how uh, we take calls from girls who say that they have like a special G spot in their asshole yes. when they do anal. Yes. Okay, but do you have ever, one. Well, no. I, my point is, is that uh, gay guys, my gay friends, they talk uh. about how anal they love anal uh. and they orgasm like they shoot loads from getting fucked in the ass. So there's obviously something that stimulates yeah. them there. Yeah. But they don't never have a name for it. Okay. It's always like this spot in my asshole yeah. that I get, or they have my G spot, my anal G spot. Follow me here. Yeah. The shitteress. Oh, huh. the clitoris in your shithole. Uh huh. Uh huh. The shitteris. Uh huh. I don't think of, I can't think of anything better. Right. I like it. Shitteris. The shitteris. Uh huh. Do you think my wife is now over nine months pregnant? Yeah. Like cl- or close to it? She's what like we co- thirty-eight weeks. I'm only a day now, right? Yeah. Three, no. Yeah. Um. Do you have a date? April eighth. Wow. Um. And I want to fuck. Mm-hmm. But I you can I know I can, but she's in the phase where like and my wife's always down for it like she's made it very clear that and I should push it more but as a man who's had children like am I going 
like if she isn't vocal about like being horny when she's in this condition, like she's actively told me, like outwardly said, my pussy hurts from being. She didn't say those words. But she my might vagina like it. She still might like it. Okay, so I'm but, not. But being, you, but you, I'm not being a dick by like trying to get romance started. No, and say, what, do you want to try this? And if it do, and don't be disappointed though if it doesn't work. That's no, all I'm saying. Just be, go be kind. jerk off to Chrissy no, she, Mack. She may like it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Could be good for relieve some congestion. I'm gonna try tonight after Love Line. Good. She'll be she'll, be she'll be asleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's when I that's when my game's strong. <laughs> when she's asleep? Yeah. Or just late at night? Both. What's that? Late at night or when she's asleep or both? No, when she's asleep. Okay, it's good. Well, you can tell her that. I feel like my game's strong because like she's half in dream state. Uh. So she's probably thinking about someone cooler than me. <laughs> All right, everybody. Great show. Anderson sucks. And uh, <laughs> don't look at me. Uh, great show. And thank you to Amazon. Thank you to all our sponsors. Thank you to you, the listeners. And by the way, Anderson doesn't suck. Listen to The After Disaster, too. While you're here at Podcast One, go over to The After Disaster, be Film Vault, and uh, suck my balls. Hello, podcast fans. Adam Carolla here. I'm leading the fight against patent trolls who are threatening this medium. It's not about me. It's about the podcast you're listening to right now. If I go down, this show could be next. So visit fundanything.com forward slash patentroll For more information on how you can keep podcasting alive, thank you and mahalo.